You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, Proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't touch on hospitality. Oh, all right. going to Proudly Resents. We're in the living room of... Stephanie Zamoramo. It's so close. <laughs> oh, come on. I said it right. It's Zamoramo. Sam O Ran O. That's so it's Sam O It's the easiest way to say it. Zamorano? That's, that's not really the easiest that's way That's not either. the. Zamorano is not your name. What are you supposed I'm just trying to make <laughs> it easy for Long the Island? guy. Are you from Long Island? I'm from <laughs> Zamorano. Hey, Zamorano. Just press rewind. You forgot Oh, that was it good. Is. It's Zamorano. Zamorano. There, he said it. Zamorano. Zamorano. What are you doing? That other annoying voice was Jimmy Adore. That's right. See, very easy. Very easy to say that name. Yeah. Yeah. It sure is. You're really cocky. Yeah. Yes. Adam Spiegelman and Stephanie Rammer. Uh, this is Adam Spiegelman, said it correctly. Steph and Jim are the host of Comedy Everything Else. Jimmy uh, goes on his own, does the Jimmy Dore show. Whatever, listen, sure. the guy's got his own life. Yeah, you know, you got to do I'm your okay thing. with that. You're all right? Yeah. Uh, both are podcasts, and then the Jimmy Dore show is on KPFK. That's right, 90.7 KPFK, available as a podcast. Where can they go for that? JimmyDoreComedy.com. How do you spell it? D-O-R-E. Thanks for asking, Steph. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, let's start the show. Uh, (laughs) Wow. And they also have a garage sale this weekend in Pasadena, if you can come Come by. Come on by. Oh, yeah. Yeah, No early birds, please. (laughs) We are, today we proudly resent Ghost Fever. Uh, This is the second time trying to do this show. Last time we recorded it, Joey LaPena and my brother Mike Spiegel, and Joey left his iPhone on, so it's constant interference. So we blame them. I don't know. Maybe you need to blame Ghost fever. Maybe it was a ghost. I mean, after that movie, you know, the shenanigans that the the father ghost played. I can't wait to talk about this movie, Adam, because... For so many reasons. This movie, if people took... You want to set up the movie? Tell people who's in it and stuff? Is that how this Yeah, well, uh, Sherman Hemsley, of course, George Jefferson, and Luis Alvarez. Uh-huh. Uh, who is from Electric Company. That's how I remember oh, him. Oh, that's where I knew. I, I didn't know where I knew that guy I from. couldn't remember either, and I remember uh, I had such okay. good feelings yes. about this guy. You had that good feeling about yes. him because you remember as a kid watching him, and he was so funny, and hey, you guys, and, and so great. And his voice, everything about his manners. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah, that's funny. And he took all, both of them, also we all love George Jefferson, took all that good favor and threw it out the window. <laughs> this was by far... The worst movie I've ever seen, by far. Even even worse than that last movie. That movie I already reviewed. That dance movie, The Apple. We, yes, yeah. That was that had redeeming value. That was Citizen Kane <laughs> compared to this movie. Well, this movie wasn't worthy of a, of an interstitial on a Saturday morning kids show. It's a kid show with cursing and lots of racial elements. So what is the audience? And sexual. Undertones like at every moment, like it was like, what's going on? Are they gonna have sex in a minute? So they, play, oh no, they're breaking out into song, right? And then there's song and dance, and of course the black guy raps because it's a racist '80s film. It came out in 1987. I don't know the ghost, the Southern Ghost did break dance. Couldn't they have picked a better break dancer for that? Well, we get that. It's like they had a white guy. They did have a white guy. They didn't have to. He was, he was dressed a- like a mummy. And they they put a white, the worst dancer in the you can put anyone in the mummy suit. So they put a chubby white guy who can't. It pretty much put your dad at the wedding doing the who chicken. Who could dance. barely? Yes. Yeah. He got off one kind of kind of good moonwalk riff. 
Yes, yeah. that was it. But the, most of it, it just looked like he was walking really softly. Like it didn't look like he was really. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think at any point they're like, "We got it." Or That's like my Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> it did seems like this movie was made to fail. It was directed by Alan Smithy, which is a pseudonym yes. for uh, directors that feel like their film was hijacked. I did and not know that. Jimmy told me that. He goes, "Yeah, Alan Smithy did it," and I'm like, "He." goes ahead and tells me this. I'm like, I've never heard of such a thing ever. And then I read about it today in uh, Wikipedia. Uh -huh. And it started in like 1968 was the first time they did it. And it was a Richard Rid uh, Widmark film. And he didn't like the first director. And so then the second director came in who only directed for nine or ten days. Oh, I think it was called like the gunfighter. Oh, death of a gunfighter. And uh, they didn't want to give credit to the guy who had directed the film the most because Widmark was against it. And that's how they discovered that they could blend this and create this name. So that's what I read. Yeah, you can't just say, this movie turned out badly. I don't want my name on it. Uh -huh. You have to have a reason fight to say it wasn't my fault. Right, so and the bad. Directors Guild has like uh, some sort of like Rules. qualification. But it's done as of 2000. They don't do it anymore. They don't do Alan Smithies? No, they because, don't. Because uh, what crazy, uh, they made a movie called Burn Hollywood Burn, an Alan Smithy film. And that kind of outed who Alan Smithy is. And it was a movie about a director trying to make a movie, which has made me mad because I always wanted to make a movie called an Alan Smithy film. Because um, it seemed for the inside joke for the two people. Right. But uh, they don't use that anymore, right? Alan Smithy, they have to find other pseudonyms. So, Alan Smith, so you know this movie's starting out great when the video box says Alan Smithy on it. You know? it, 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 I don't even, I would love to read a synopsis. I didn't even, what is it? You have a synopsis of this film to see if it does that even make well, sense? Because the movie at no point made sense. Can I just make, just, I went to Rotten Tomatoes. I wanted to see what they said about it. No, it had not yet been rated. Oh, no, because that, that okay. came out before Rotten Tomatoes. And then it says, it says, uh, it, Read, uh, two goofy African-American cops are sent to a rundown plantation. Of course, it's, that's already funny. Yeah, because as uh, Alvaro says a million times, he's Puerto Rican. Yes, yes. throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. And he's not, he's not afraid of ghosts because he, he doesn't believe in them. But uh, George Jefferson does. Sherman Helmsley does. But then all of a sudden, when they get to the house, he starts to pretend that he doesn't. He's not afraid of ghosts. For Sherman Hemsley. Yeah, remember you remember well, because there's no consistency because they, they probably changed the script completely. Yes, at that point, uh, two policemen are sent on a routine assignment to serve an eviction notice, which is shady already and becomes anything but run of the mill when they become involved in ghostly happenings. So they did they always send two un uh uh <laughs> non uniformed they, cops. They, yeah, they two plain clothes detectives over to your house to serve you a, an eviction notice? That's who comes over? That's who comes you didn't know that in big in trench coats and, and hats. Right and, and then, fedoras. And then then they try to walk around the place until they find someone. That's how you do it. I don't know if you that's how they do it in Detroit. Yeah. You know, they would go or walk around the house because it's safe. Yeah. And uh, just keep walking around the house till you find someone as an un, uh, you know a plain clothes detective sure and they don't know you're a cop no no uh, no you're undercover cop no. that's, well, how, that's who they said this so this, this that's what this movie was and uh, it, it ended up then there was this meet the it didn't make any goddamn sense and then the, there was the i don't worst. know jimmy i have to disagree it made sense at the very beginning i want to take the the, the audience the up. listeners back the very beginning a ghost rises from the grave oh that's right and is greeted by a plantation slave that uh 
I don't even know what the slave's name was. That's Jethro. Jethro? Jethro, yeah. Oh, okay, Jethro. Jethro. Yeah. Which is a dual role being played by also Sherman, Sherman Helmsley. Hed- yes. So he plays this uh, old pl- slave, right, uh, right, who's now a ghost who's running things in the ghost world. And then he runs everything in the ghost world. Yeah. He he's, runs it all. He's the shit. He's a police commissioner. Right, but yes, but he doesn't walk around like he's a king. He walks around like he's a real blue-collar kind of ghost guy who runs things. It's like a hard day for him. Yeah, it's, a, he, it's he always a hard in. day. Yeah, he's clocking in. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I kind of got excited at the beginning of the film when I noticed that Sherman Hemsley was playing two roles because I'm like, oh my God. More Hems. This is going to be like a Tyler Perry film. <laughs> oh, you would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a guy in a dress this make this movie be more original. So these two ghosts, so they, they, so they, so they go to. I guess he goes like this. The only place he goes, you can. Jethro tells the southern gentleman, you can go anywhere in the world. You can live, you know, anywhere you want. You can be a spook. You can spook, he's a spook about a hundred all times. the time. Yes. You can spook here anywhere you want. And he goes, I just want to stay here on my family's plantation. That's where the only place I know is my family's plantation. Yeah. Actually, I felt bad for him. Yeah. It's like the guy who doesn't leave his hometown. He's 35, still lives in his bedroom. Yeah. Complains how his mom doesn't do his laundry right. You know, <laughs> one day he's going to get around to quitting the pizzeria and becoming a stand up comic or a singer <laughs> or whatever. And like, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. So, and, and, he wants. He goes back to the plantation as a ghost, and he's warned that his grand, his father. But he's the racist one. The grandpappy's the racist. Yeah, yeah. grandpappy. He's not racist. He freed Jethro. Yeah, yes. He freed Jethro as soon as his dad died, and that's why Jethro's <laughs> Jethro, letting him spook Jethro, anywhere. Jethro, the ghost who runs the underworld of ghosting. Yeah. Well, he gets a call. Like they have a weird cell phone with. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so in 1987, but it was like a, he had a cell phone. The ghost had a cell phone. It was the closest you got to a cell phone. It rang. It rang, and it was it fit in the palm of his hand. You couldn't even see it. Yeah, it was it was, it was tiny, like a cell phone of today. So Ooh. it like kind of blew our mind. Like, pl- what is like, this? Whoa. So that they was got one thing right. So that wasn't. <laughs> so that, that, we're like, oh, very progressive. How's this? Wow. Gonna that roll wasn't out? even a phone. I bet that was just supposed to oh. be some futuristic device. That no, he but it, you know, props just had a box. Like it looked like a a, a matchbox or something. Yeah. they just had to use this. But he was playing Angry Birds on it, which I thought. Uh. Was weird. No, but yeah, he just it was weird. He said he had to go. What was the trouble? He was having another. I forget. Yeah, he had to the go. The black ghosts were trying to take get. Well, at one point he says the women ghosts are trying to get equal rights at the cemetery, and I have to go stop it. There's no way. Yes. You know this movie. Yes. I, I I really wish we could just somehow because I don't think we're doing it. I don't think we're conveying. As I hear us talking about it, we're not conveying how horrible this movie is. How bad every from every step of the. First, just the set direct uh, decoration was unbelievable. Well, the police station looked like that was done in, in a corner of a. Of who, a who, has, who has two desks? Put them together. Okay, come on in. <laughs> Everything's got to be close together. <laughs> one light. There was one source of light just right on top of them. So, no, Adam, do people watch these films and then listen to this podcast? Or do they just listen to this podcast? Because if they already watched it, then we don't have to really worry about telling them how horrible it is. No, we should t- tell the movie. Some people listen to it and then watch the movie. Oh, okay. Some people listen to it and never if, watch the movie. Some, and some, one person said, I don't like to listen to a show about movies I'll never see. So Okay, okay. well, so some people... Steve's not listening. If, okay, Steve. So, But <laughs> if, you, if there are some people, obviously people who listen to this show are those kind of people who like bad movies. Who want to be recommended and, and know, yeah, what to look I, for. This is the worst movie. I, there were so many times, we were watching it last night... 
that I turned to Steph and I went, I was like, Hey, can we turn it? Oh, we can't. We have to watch. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, I can't believe like, what are we watching this for? And I'm like, Oh, that's right. Cause we're going to talk about how horrible it is. You lost a bet. What? The movie. It was like watching oh. the movies. Like you lost a bet. Yes, it yeah. was. And you know what? I was tired too. Like we didn't start watching until like one in the morning last night. And uh, I, I was like, I got to fight to stay awake to watch a whole, whole movie. I thought I was like, well, I'm almost done. I'll watch something else. It was 30 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a break. I had to take a break from watching TV to, tell to watch TV. Well, can, so, can I say something as yes. far as like when I was a kid, I used to watch um, Abbott and Costello films. And suddenly Abbott and Costello would find themselves in different predicaments. Yes. No, yeah. Okay. So this film Hearken to that whole feeling yes. of a, a 1940s, 50s. Like Bob Hope. Yeah, we're going to, here's your vehicle. Like Abbott and Costello. Yes. Yeah, and a Bob Hope. Mm-hmm. And it had that kind of yeah. uh, shell of a story. Yeah. So they're going to go to this plantation. Oh, ghost shenanigans ensues. These two sexy Southern bells are there. They're, they're having trysts, you know, for suddenly. And then the grandfather returns and scares that grandpappy returns to the plantation and scares them as the two other ghosts, Jethro and the good slave owner are watching down on this. And there was so much, um, expository information given. Well, there, that's my granddad. And well, he, that's what they would do. The ghost would sit there and just make it more confusing for you. Or they would comment on the film itself. They're like, well, that woman's overacting. They pointed out the woman played the psychic. She's like, she's acting really crazy. Why is she swinging her arms around? Uh, I don't know if they did that later. Like, they were just pissed. And, like, and right, what was that purpose of that role? Uh, my gran- my grandpappy's girlfriend is the the woman that conducts this. I couldn't understand how that could be a girlfriend. No, oh, how she would be alive at this point. So, so they're coming to serve. So they're coming to serve the, the eviction notice, Sherman Helmsley and the Puerto Rican guy from the electric ladies. company. Yeah. And there are these two ladies who live in the house who don't want to be, they never explained why they were being evicted, by the way, did they? Yeah, because they did. There's a, again, so much expository. So, so yes, they did. The sergeant said there was a foundation that paid, that was, the taxes. paid the taxes, but then the foundation went under. Oh, okay. The foundation set up only to pay taxes on that house. <laughs> keep, that in, keep that in mind that the sheriff, yeah. that listener needs to know that point. Oh, the but, sheriff what? Yeah, the sheriff really wanted this eviction notice to be served ASAP. Yes. Oh, yeah, right, right. Because you find at the end, mm-hmm. twist and turns. So they go to the house, they pull up, and I just love that the car that pulls up and has like a cartoon noise when it stopped. You know, like they, they were, it seemed like they went back. The film was made in 85, released in 87, so it sat on the shelf. And it must have been like, what can we do to make this That's better? That's why it was so dated. Yeah, everything was, everything was so, they had to just redo everything. And apparently, Sherman Hemsley invested his own money in this movie. No. Well, he did sing. He, did, and, he d- oh has the closing credit song, okay. for sure. Okay. <laughs> So uh, there's a couple of things I got to say about the movie. Okay, one, one of the things. So let me let's just uh, keep explaining it. So there's just two ladies who live in the house. They fall in love with Sherman Helmsley and the Puerto Rican guy from the electric company. Multiracial. The two, the two undercover plainclothes cops who come and serve the eviction notice on this plantation. So they fall in love, and it turns out that that these ladies are beautiful and young, but they're dead. 
and they have found out that they can only live if they live in that plantation house. They won't age, but the minute they go outside the house, they do age. They got to save the house. So they got to stay in that house. And these guys fall in love with them, and they are like, well, we're going to save your house for you too. But it, it, right before that, the old grandfather uh, is a ghost who wants to get rid of them because at that time they're trying to evict the ladies. And he well, just. Well, they're also black. He, I mean, and, they would say he wants to get rid of them because he's racist. Oh, that's right. His son says, oh, well, they don't like the color of your skin. The girls say that. So my grandpa is really tough with, with men. And they don't like the color of your skin. And right. So oh, the I glazed kid, over by that racist part. ghosts. Yeah. There's a scene where they're both hiding underneath a big white piano. piano. Mm-hmm. And so the Puerto Rican guy comes out and says, hey, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm not black. Pretty much says, you don't hate me. I'm not black. I'm not that dark. You know, I'm just Puerto Rican. I'm a little tan. And then as soon as Sherman Hemsley jumps out beyond the piano, they get hit with a lightning bolt. Yeah. And those lightning bolts with that. that I don't like black people. So that's what the ghost, the way the ghost, the ghost, no. the ghost would, um, control everything in the room by having lightning happen. And it was the most cheap lightning special effect you can imagine. It was anyway, so they would come on. They had, they had access to better technical even back in 85. Well, there's a part where the ghost eats a piece of chicken and you see the chicken kind of, Bit by bit, go away like they did. Yes. Stop mo- It was literally stop motion animation. Yeah, yes. I could tell. like an invisible. You, you, you could tell, <laughs> Steph. I don't want. I'm not here to condescend, which means talking down to. But that was what we call stop motion. Oh, uh, stop motion. Stop. So M O T I. So that was the whole thing. So the so the ghosts, uh, the ghost was the granddad who was uh, at first tormenting them. Doesn't that sound like simple when you say it now? Yes. But it was so confusing when we watched the movie. <laughs> but th- but there's still the two other ghosts who, for some reason, oh, but why, they never explain why the guy, the, the the Jethro who runs everything, who's the guy who runs everything in the Jethro. Ghost? So why did he even go to the mansion? Why did he? Well, he said, when you ever need my help, just call me and I'll, I'll come right there. Oh. So the okay. son can't, doesn't really know his powers yet as a ghost. Figures them out eventually. It's mostly you can you can shoot fire where you need, and you to can move stuff around, move stuff around, and and you can make uh, lightning happen with your hands. Yeah, right. Those were the three powers. Oh, and then the, well, there's also the dancing, which you can't forget. So then, and then they da- all of a sudden in the middle of the movie, they start dancing, like doing like a duo, a duo, a two guys dancing together. Oh, the little soft shoe. Yeah, they so do, not that racist. So they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So they're doing, but they, I, I'm like. What the f? When did these? What these guys aren't? What the, didn't that, that blow your mind? Like all of a sudden, the guy, the Puerto Rican guy from the electric company, is dancing like uh, <laughs> like he's Fred Astaire. They were dancing as if it was Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire, except it's frickin' George Jefferson and the Puerto Rican guy from the electric company. The reason they would dance in those movies <laughs> is because they were Gene Kelly and Fred because Astaire. They were and the like, great- how do we get dancing in there? Because yes. these guys are dancers. Yes, right. Yeah. So with with the guy from the electric company, how do we get spelling? <laughs> In there, because we got the guy from Electric Company. At some point, I, I think I, I don't know. Uh, did, did you say that Sherman Hemsley had a lot of money invested in this? He, he wanted to dance and he sing. Wanted to, it was a vanity uh, project, right? So he gets to sing and dance. Wow, in this he's movie. got low self esteem. Yes, it was a vanity. Oh, so you know, George, I don't think he had low self esteem to do it. Yes, I think, I, he, I think actually he had, had an inflated a, ego. <laughs> somebody talked him out of his money. Someone sat down with him at a lunch at a Denny's. You it it might have been him. I mean, the Jeffersons were huge. Not only was it Jefferson's, I was looking it up. They did over 250 episodes. What? Then he was on Amen, which did over 100 episodes. And then he was a couple other sitcoms that did like one season here, one season there. So he had money, but 
he actually went bankrupt oh, in the eighties. No. Yeah, and I think this. And one report said it was this movie. But not only did he go bankrupt, but I remember when I first moved to Los Angeles, I had this accountant that someone said she's a genius. I go in there and she looks like she's twelve years old. And I was like, oh, this is awkward. And her mom is literally because it's accounting season is working the front, and I'm like really nervous about it. And as as I'm doing it, I look up. There's a picture of her and Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> I'm like, this is a terrible sign. And of course, the IRS was after me for a couple of years because she did it wrong. Really? Yeah. But I was like, why aren't you running out of this room right now? One so, moment. I don't know. Oh, Thank you, Jimmy. Jimmy's new iPhone. Mm-hmm. I got a new iPhone. I got to. Oh, you, you got to turn it off. In honor of Joey LaPena, at least. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, we're I'm yelling that. about him. How many more but times we, I got to do the show? We don't. We Jesus, don't have a I wireless. Can't watch this movie again. <laughs> Oh, well, so they dance. So the couples dance in these glamorous costumes, like ridiculous costumes. All of costumes. a sudden, they're in the Southern Belle costumes. Yes, and, and the gentlemen are all dressed up like the electric company guy. He's dressed up in some sort of military garb. Yeah. And then, you know, British Sherman military. Hemsley is just like Southern gentleman. He's dressed nice. And then, and so they dance, and then... Grandpappy they, shows up. To challenge him. But look, can I just ask you how awkward... Did it make you how cringe worthy was their dancing? It was terrible. It's, but worse was his rapping it, 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 and the singing. It was the singing and the rap that they they were trying to. They were. They, I begged Jimmy to fast forward it, it like, during the dance. It was segment. as if you know what it reminded. You, you know what it reminded <laughs> me sense. of. It reminded me <sighs> of a break. My parents best. when I was in high school. They were, my mom was in the the, the mothers uh, club at my high school or whatever, and they would put on these shows. Oh, that sounds like the worst thing ever. And that's what it, this, I was like, oh, it's like watching my dad and these other guys dance at this show at the high school. That's what this was like, but except it's on film and these are people in movie stars. Who should know better? Yes. But the movie is 86 minutes. Most movies have to be at least 90. So they couldn't even make it to the 90 minute mark. (laughs) So I felt a lot of these scenes were just like tacked in later on. Um, The dance scene. Oh, you're right. Because all of a sudden there's a whole subplot. Well, there were four writers. On this oh, film really? that I had noticed at the very beginning. And I'm like, oh, oh. What was the subplot? Subplot was the grandpappy when he goes back to the he house. He becomes a vampire. Becomes, he became a vampire. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. And it was then, a different movie. Uh, and wait, no. We didn't even talk about the, the, the worst transition. Suddenly, Electric Company guy is a boxer. Oh, no, my God. Boxing. Okay, so, um, so, Joe Green? So then, so well, then, so then, the, so the movie is, so then they decide, the two undercover policemen... Who were sent in plain clothes to go to serve an eviction? <laughs> seemed like the only cops in the whole area. And then fall right? in love, yes. And then they fall in love with the two ladies who live there. They decide they want to help and save their house. The champ, the heavyweight boxing champ, is in town, and he had put out a challenge. I'll, if anybody can go three rounds with me, I'll give him fifty thousand dollars. It's Joe Frazier playing terrible Tucker. Joe Frazier playing the, the not the, himself. Joe right, Frazier, no. So then. So for whatever reason, the Puerto Rican guy from Electric Company, what's his name? Uh, Al- Alvaros? Uh, what did you say? Luis Luis. Al- he always plays a guy named Luis. On so Luis, show. the guy Luis, says, I'm going to do that to get the money. So he, he, there it is. I'm watching this. It's a different movie. The, now it's a totally different movie. It's like a Zuckerberg And he's got to, yeah, now he's got to meet, he's got to beat, yes. And he's got to beat uh, George, uh, I mean. Uh, Frazier. Frazier. Joe Frazier. And he does. Well, he does after he can't, and then then after he gets his ass kicked for a while, the ghosts are like, 
hey, we're ghosts. Let's help them. Let's help them. But not at the beginning. No, just and at the end. They go to the stands to watch the fight, the two ghosts, the Jethro and uh-huh. the, the good white slave owner. Uh-huh. Um, but they sit in the back. Like, come on, you're ghosts. You can sit wherever you want. Why do you get better seats? Come on, have some self-respect. Well, and then why would you wait until he was getting his ass kicked? And, it was like they realized, like, oh, we, yeah. we should do something. He's not a good boxer. So he they start throwing these, like, little invisible lightning bolts at his head, and it starts hitting. And then, and then everybody is pretending that because he's not even close to hitting him but the, he's getting, he's not so and the announcers are like wow his hands are so fast you can't even it's just like they had to make up something and the announcer of course at the beginning says this is a terrible bout there'll be no film at 11 yes and then they put the gag later on there will be a film at 11 yeah and he's getting joe frazier's doing so well that they have a gag where he's in the corner during the, the rounds and people are just reading the paper and someone's <laughs> massaging his foot like oh this is a comedy there like, we should put jokes in here Maybe the fourth writer was like, maybe we should make this comedy funny. <laughs> Let's put in gags. Mm-hmm. Let's put in mm-hmm. gags. Yeah, yeah, I bet that's what that was. Well, I swear a, a sight gag, the announcer of the fight, the guy that was seated right to his left or whatever, uh, he looked like the guy who owns Virgin Airlines. Oh, Branson? Yes, <laughs> he did. Like he was making a cameo. You know how people would do those cameos in the oh, 80s? Yeah. You know, I will do everything. I can do anything. I can fly a plane. I can walk on water. I can do a shitty film. I can do cameos. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I am Branson. That was roar. that was uh, the way the movie ended. So the, he, he beats up Joe Frazier. He beats up Joe Frazier. And uh, he gets the money and he gives it to the girls to save their house, except his... Uh-oh, there's a twist. The twist is uh, his boss, the police chief, uh, w- had bought the house, wanted to... Buy- wanted to buy the house in the auction that was going to happen the next yeah. day. and then turn around and make a big profit on it. Yeah. And... Uh, who cares who buys the house? Uh, There's still ghosts. <laughs> they can haunt any house. They're ghosts. They could have haunted the freeway. Oh, and you ask, well, how can these women who can't leave, right, who can't leave their house, go to the boxing match? Oh, but they had some special pill. If they have to take special pills, but they only have a handful. If they had a million, they can. They, they can could live. do it forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they only so have a sad. certain amount of these pills that if they take to go out Weird of the house. Weird twist. It's because they had an HMO. And they couldn't afford oh, it. Kaiser right. would not give them enough pills. I'm like, you guys are ghosts. You can't get more pills. <laughs> Come on. Go in the corner. Anyone can get some pills I, in that neighborhood. Yeah. Tell Rush Limbaugh's maid to go get you some more of those pills. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some other. Yeah, well, uh, we can continue to skip to the end and then we should go back. There's a couple of scenes that are great. So they, they get the, <laughs> the money to buy the house. And then what? Are, they're in a car together, the two of them. Oh, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. No. This is the part that's so stupid. Because this part is. every once in a while... Oh, the, I blocked this part out. Uh, the, the judges... I.e. you left the room with the bit. The ghosts would intervene. And I remember specifically one time they intervening saying, oh, we have to do something or they're going to kill. They're going to get killed. Who? The, the two ghosts. undercover. Right. So the ghosts were saying, oh, we have to intervene to save Sherman Helmsley and the Puerto Rican guy from the electric company. Yeah. And uh, because they might die. And I'm like, but you guys are ghosts. And so you're dead. So why should they be afraid to die? I mean, you just doesn't seem so bad to die. You just uh, well, not in this film because no. they there are two main characters like kill themselves. Yeah. So then they would say, "Oh, we have to intervene to save them before they get killed." But then when they ha- so so the guys have said goodbye to the Southern Bells. Right. We we have to live in separate worlds. We understand that you're dead. Good luck with life. And the guys leave and get in their car. 
And then you fill in, Adam, how it went bad, because it gets to a point where Sherman Helmsley says, well, we would have been we'd be better off dead. Well, they like, we have no lives. We have no wives. Yeah, we have no wives. You know, my no- cable got shut off. Yeah, they got fired from their jobs. They got fired from their jobs. You know, they um, really have nothing to live for. Yeah, this film isn't going to go anywhere. Age. And he goes, "We'd be better off dead." And the ghosts go, "Oh, of course. Why didn't we think of that?" And they make their cars crash and kill them. <laughs> By the way, a kids' film. <laughs> Can you imagine teaching your your six year old now? When you become fifty, you're you're single and you have no job. Just kill yourself. Kill yourself. It'll get better. Yeah. So they kill them, and then there they are. The next scene is first of all they. Their car, they die in a fiery crash. <laughs> Some good stock footage. Yeah, they didn't just they didn't just hit a tree and go through the windshield. Right. They rolled down the side of a cliff and then burst into flames at the bottom. I want them That's how dead. They... I want proof they're dead. I, wa- <laughs> I want their head on this piano. <laughs> dead. dead, dead. So, so then they end up back at the mansion, dead. Uh, in the hot tub, having sex with uh, with those two girls at the mansion who yeah. are who are dead, but only can live inside the mansion. Right. That's fantastic. So then they live for happily ever after as ghosts as with ghosts. those two ladies. They bought the house. Yeah, and that's the happy ending. They killed themselves to live with these. Killed guys. themselves so they could have a, a lady. Well, they have some scenes that are just straight out crazy racist. Um, Sherman Hemsley and 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 Louise accidentally find a secret laboratory behind a wall and there's a machine that makes Sherman Hemsley dance. Oh, oh God. my God. It's to teach slaves how to, it's a machine and there's a instruction book and how to teach slaves how to have rhythm. So he gets latched into this machine. He can't move because the ghost puts him there. Right. Doesn't grandpappy. Yeah. Cause he hates black people. And he, he t- they take this like thing, they push his butt out. So you have to so- imagine somebody standing. So Jefferson is <laughs> standing. And um, so they, and they-, they strap him in. So his whole body is strapped down, but his legs are parted. Okay, go and on. And then there's like a, a, a horse, like a construction horse laid lengthwise right in front of him with the one end of the horse being uh, like Near a his- flat board right underneath his genitals. Right. So so then there's these two hammers that come swinging around, slap, as if it's going to slap his penis uh, into that board, that horse, right? So he has to move away from it every time. And that like his makes hips it, go right to his left. His hips go right to left. But then they stick like this mechanical dildo up his <laughs> yeah, ass pretty much. to make him go the other way. So now he's going that way and he's pushing back and it makes and it looks like he's getting rhythm because they're sticking a dildo in his ass and trying to hammer his penis on a construction because horse. Hilarious. Hilarious because white people taught black people rhythm by almost cutting off their junk. Yeah, by, by, by anally raping them, <laughs> mechanically anally sodomizing them and by cutting off their junk. So, so don't feel so bad that you don't have rhythm. Right. People. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. We didn't. That was that was the craziest. That's the it's the dumbest. The whole. Well, I because, can't. I just so angry at that movie. Well, because you're like, well, is it race? Am I just wrong? Is it racist? <laughs> and then they're like, oh yeah, it's racist. You know, maybe it's not racist. And they're like, well, there's that machine about um, how to how to get rhythm. Of all the scripts <laughs> I don't that know don't script. get made. Oh, how mad are you right and now? And then this, and then you're like Sherman Helmsley. You you had the number one, or I don't know, top ten television show back when there were only three channels for freaking years and years. Eleven years. At eleven years, and you don't have enough 
pool? You don't know someone talented who wrote a script that you read that you would like to shoot? That's why I think it's egos in his way. Because he was singing on this. Like, that's all I could think. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's singing and dancing the main title song or something like that at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll get you the title song. Yeah, you'll, you'll do You're going to get a deal. You're going to get a deal. Well, there's also um, the ghost kind of haunts Louise by going into a suit of armor. And there's the gag where Louise ducks down and the. That's the, why I think it reminded me of Abbott and Costello. Something straight out of that. Some, a ghost in an armor. Right. So he swings the sword. The the he ducks axe, just in time, just in time, and swings away just in time. But then he he accidentally, uh, Louise hits the armor in the balls. In the balls. So now the ghost, of course, is like, "Ow, I'm oh, a ghost yet. Yeah, I feel sensation in my balls. <laughs> I I can walk through walls yet. I see. Balls. That's what happened for me. A lot of times I've disconnected because there was no logic. <laughs> no, is that what it is? <laughs> it was one illogical thing after another, after another, after another. But I did think that the s- cinematography or whatever, <laughs> the effects at the very beginning, they really wanted you to know that you could see through ghosts. How's that? Because they they made sure like, oh, you could see the clock face right behind the ghost. Like they were right. like their whole ghosts were horrible. They're like horrible. The, aesthetically, it just looks so like cheap. It was. And they call it a horror comedy. And I don't know if it was. neither. Yes, it's not. It's a disaster film. Well, the whole thing with the subplot with the the vampire is that they need bodies. Now they need bodies for experiments. Oh, and they had a whole crew of an operating table making zombies. In the house. In the basement. I hope they threw them out when they bought the place. Yeah, they're in. And they they have a gag where they say, uh, I need some flesh. The doctors are operating and they said, you know, they need scalpel, scalpel. Uh, I need some flesh, flesh. Give me some skin. Then they high five each other. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I think Jimmy at that point looked at me like this. He just gave me a look like, oh. I did. I did. I was just like. And I thought he was getting grossed out because of the skin. No. 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 The humor. So so he said. Wait a minute. We forgot to tell them that Grandpappy eventually got killed. So they. Yes. So they ask the guy who was the ghost, the Grandpappy racist ghost. Uh, who was first terrorizing them, but Dao is a vampire. And they, oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. I was so hard. Just, uh, I keep going. Well, didn't they explode Grandpappy at some point? Well, what they oh. did is they had a duel. So they ask him, what is the point? Because he's gonna, they're going to kill him for the body parts. And he says, why do you do this? He said, so we can uh, make zombies. And why do you make zombies? Uh, oh, no. Why do you haunt uh, graveyards? So, so we can make zombies. And why do you make, want to make more zombies? So we can haunt graveyards. It was like this cyclical thinking they, insta- they, they stuck in. The, remember that? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it was, a, it was a feeling about the Cold War. Maybe this movie's an allegory because it wasn't, you know, the 80s. Oh, sure. And they were trying to 80s. say something. That, you know, Gorbachev loves his children, too. Oh. You know, I think. No, I have no idea. And I think they were singing and dancing. <laughs> singing and dancing. Chef, please, we will but bury you. Each scene became worse than the other. They just kept trying to fill yes. up 80, 90 minutes. It was like a bet someone lost. Uh, there's a quote from um, Sherman Hemsley's lawyer that says why he lost all his money. He said, oh. well, it's no secret. Like many many actors, he did not handle his money well. That, so, that's it. That's it. He just wasted millions of dollars of wow. Jefferson and Amen money. He took Amen money and threw it out the window while he was driving. I mean, wow. But that makes more sense in this. I, film. I can't get over that. I can't get over that somebody can't get control of their money. They still rerun the Jeffersons. Oh yeah, they'll always rerun that. 
and every and then someone will think amen's a good idea once in a while and uh so he said does, can you imagine what the south must have been like when the jeffersons were on and they had that <laughs> interracial couple like oh. how did the south handle it must not have aired you know what? They, they, maybe they didn't air it because like they don't air Saturday Night Live in Salt Lake City, <laughs> NBC affiliate, Salt Lake City. Utah. God doesn't like it there. But so. that was the affiliate making that call. That wasn't the government. No, it was the affiliate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the affiliate won't show Saturday Night Live, and I'm surprised Saturday Night Live isn't on another channel there because they can make a lot of money on that. I think it's yeah. I think yes. A yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just? Okay, that's a different topic, I guess. No, go ahead. Yeah. Why, could they just go to a uh, like a uh, independent channel then and, and just sell it? And you, yeah. You're getting a network show on your channel. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. So I don't know this, uh, the South. Yeah. Who, what was the reaction in the seventies? And you can't really get away with that now. I mean, I think if you have any idea what the reaction in the seventies to you, the show, go ahead and what let you out, get away with. Now? I, don't I just know. feel like it's more uptight now. Yes. The shows when they cast and all that stuff. It's a bigger deal now. Oh, really? You don't think so? I don't know. I don't watch much television. Oh, really? You watch Ghost Fever. Look at your snob. Uh, <laughs> Busted. No, I just... Uh, you we watch Chopped. We, we watch, I watched that show on uh, the Food Network, Chopped. Uh-huh. And Iron Chef. I like those shows. I can't, I can't stop watching those and shows. And 24-hour restaurant. restaurant. What's that? That's where they give st- these two people who've always wanted to open a restaurant. So they open a restaurant. Like they take a big space, split it in half. You turn it into, you have 24 hours to turn it into a restaurant. And two tw- teams. And then they compete. They have four judges come in and eat their food and see how they ran the house. They actually have people come in. It's pretty good. They it, And then they get $10,000 if they win. Oh, if they, they win. win, they get $10,000. And what about the restaurant? They get to open a restaurant? Then they can put that towards their restaurant. Yeah, put that, whatever they want. Yeah. Did you see, did you watch the show? You love these cooking shows. Did you watch the one on NBC? No, there was a cooking show on Emerald. No, it was before it was. It aired before the Celebrity Apprentice. Oh no! Would you guys watch? Yes, I didn't. I didn't even know about this. It was a show called The Great American Restaurant. No, it was a terrible idea for a show because even you guys, who were the core audience for the show, <laughs> did not care to watch it. It was they had like ten people and they all had their own idea for a um, chain, and obviously Chipotle put money up for it because they always said Chipotle did this. So. Whoever won the show got I to think open we up saw three restaurants. Did, did they have to do taco trucks one time? Yeah, they have all these weird challenges, which yes. really has nothing to do with who has the best idea right. for a restaurant. I like, think we did know. watch one of those. We watched one of those episodes. And, it did, and we couldn't it, believe how they couldn't cook food. What are you doing? <laughs> they, they were horrible. What are you doing? They went over to the restaurant and they couldn't make anything? Yeah, yeah that one episode I saw. So, so you guys watch 24 hours of this stuff and you went, so they, they open up the three restaurants to the guy who won and all three of them closed within oh. months. And it turned out, I don't know, it was NBC or a company, an investment company put $3 million into this project thinking that this is the way they're going to launch another restaurant. Really? Yeah. Turns out no, huh? Not at all. Turn, Not turn, even happening. Turns out you need a little more experience and uh Well we the thing we liked about chopped is they get mystery ingredients and they have to so it's like it really shows people's creativity. Right. And they so they get like a basket full of five different ingredients. You have to make an entree. Okay. I got, you know, uh m- m- mushroom criminy mushrooms and uh but they always give them wild stuff like it felt a fish tongue and, and then a tongue and you gotta like what they gotta make shit out of it. it was it's really interesting to see what people do and they're good they always come out with good stuff oh, yes most yeah. of them yeah yes but i like they have other ingredients in the kitchen now sometimes so, well, one person's just like i'm gonna put cream in that well yeah of course it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be good I'm gonna, tongue I'm gonna, and cream mm, butter mm, <laughs> really ballsy but that's see that was the thing i think about that show that didn't make it was those people weren't good 
Right. And they weren't talented. They were people who had an idea. Like the reason why we like watching chef shows because these guys are amazing. They're always really good chefs. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like uh, except for that guy that cut his finger and kept cooking with his hands. Would you Ugh. want Would you want to watch a, a I'm going to watch a comedy show. You want to watch really good comics or people who want to be comics? I'd rather watch <laughs> the really good ones. Oh, right. Right. You know, that's what that's what this that to me that's what the chopped is like. I want to watch really good I like to watch really good chefs and that other show on NBC was like they weren't even good. They couldn't even cook. Yeah. Or run a restaurant. Oh, and these people are going to run a restaurant too on top of that. So let's wrap up our favorite film, uh, Ghost Fever. Steph, would you recommend this? Well, do you have did, other stuff you, you want? You know, to? I just wanted to add that I what was... Not know, reading, by the way, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop your head <laughs> as she puts on her glasses and looks. Well, I was... I wanted to know, well, what was out the same time this film was? Oh, like, what great. was, you know... And turns out... Uh, I wanted to say, well, what was the mood of the country or what what, what did the country thirst for? What uh, Fatal Attraction was out that same year. Oh, really? Moonstruck. Wow, great uh, movie. Raising Arizona. <laughs> wow. Wall are- Street. Lethal Weapon. Wow. Predator. Wow. Did I tell you broadcast news? And get really? this. One of my all-time This is what I thought made sense. Dirty Dancing. Why did that make sense to you? Because maybe there was like, Everybody wanted to do a dance movie <laughs> at the time. Well, oh. All those movies you mentioned are excellent movies, right? And that year, the Oscars was really tough of who was going to win. I think the last, was The Last Emperor that year? Yes, you were correct. The Last Emperor won, because I remember Moonstruck. And then it was a Woody Allen film. Oh, what was the It was The Hannah Sisters? Mm-mm. Mm, Did you see The Last Emperor? No, because I get really bored at things like that. I did. <laughs> I, I watched it. It was kind of an intense film. Really strange kind of things that they was there a car chase? And uh, no, couldn't they do Kanun? <laughs> what was there? Wasn't there a movie called Kanundan or Kanunin? Kanunin with Brad Pitt in that? No, wasn't that? Oh, the, wasn't that Michael a Martin Scorsese show movie? Yeah, because in that 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 joke when they an entourage when they meet him, and they say we love your work even Kanunin. <laughs> No, that was in, I'm sorry, The Sopranos. Oh, really? Christopher see, sees him online somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, he get, and he gets blown off. He goes, I told him I like Kanunin, whatever that movie was. <laughs> okay. But for I, the I, record, I did not see the Oscar winner, Last Emperor, but I have seen Ghost Fever twice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah. Ghost Fever, I, I recommend it. If you like sh- shitty movies that make you angry, that they're so bad and nonsensical and disjointed and contradictory and poorly set decorated. And lit. And, and lit, yes. Let's say this. If you're going to name your film Ghost Fever and the ghost dancing component in the mummy outfit, that's how you're going to... That reflects your title. That's your climax of your film, Ghost Fever. And it fell short. It really Fell did. short. I say definitely if you hate your kids... Rent this movie. Oh, yeah. It will fuck them up. It will waste a weekend. It will teach them words they shouldn't know. Ideas, racist ideas they shouldn't have. I don't want anybody to see this film again. No? I I really don't. I don't. I can't wish that upon anybody, no matter matter how horrible your children are. (laughs) I think it should be a punishment. I think it should be like... If you don't eat all your broccoli. I did feel punished. You did feel punished. Oh, my God. This this is a punishment. <laughs> I think it tore, it, tore, it tore us apart last night. Oh, no. Is that why you guys have a line in the middle of your house right now? Yes. When I came in. Stay on line. that side, Jim. We have the headboard going on the middle of our bed. <laughs> I remember when this came out. It was the, the well, the reason actually dance. Uh, uh, dirty, dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. The connection is that 
between the two films is that uh, the VHS market was so big that a lot of people were making a lot of movies. That's why Canon made a lot of shitty films. Uh-oh. And that's why they were able to make all these movies. So, why? Well, VHS just came out oh, and nobody okay. had any product. That's why Troma, who had VHS, people rented Troma films like Toxic Avenger because there was nothing else on the shelf. So these guys pumped out these films because they would make money back on VHS. And Vestron, who put out Dirty Dancing, made all their money from VHS. And then they're like, well, let's try to release films. So they had a lot of failures, but Dirty Dancing was a huge hit, and they kept them alive a little bit longer. So that's how they were able to justify Ghost Fever, I guess, to to get the money for it. I remember seeing it in the video store at like 14 years old and knew it was a terrible film. (laughs) I would not see it. You know, a few years later, uh, now that I'm 24... I, uh, oh sure yeah y'all are well I, yeah if i leave this house i might get old now you guys before we go i want to is there a moral to this movie is there that you can get out of this film don't dance with the dead no that, i think the moral is that uh sometimes you're better off dead if and if, it was very much like a, a tale for 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 today too and we're dealing with uh you know islamic terrorism and uh, because it it just goes to show you that there is going to be some sweet pussy on the other end of death just like the muslims say right the 72 verbal they they got these two hotties right so you blaming 9-11 on ghost fever a little bit a little bit yeah that's happening before we go do you guys have any besides your shows uh comedy and everything else and the jimmy Dore show is there any podcasts or blogs you recommend people check out no (laughs) <laughs> wow. This guy loves listeners. No, I like uh, uh, Best of the Left. Best of the Left podcast is a great podcast. What do they do there? Uh, well, they uh, they'll put together a, their themed shows. So they'll take clips from shows like uh, The Daily Show or Stephen Colbert or Rachel Maddow, The Young Turks, or so people with progressive political points of view, and they'll take. Uh, little clips from each show and then organize them around a theme and they'll even uh, they feature uh, the Jimmy Dore show quite often in fact oh wow yeah. so again the self-serving in a way a little bit I thought yeah. I brought it up um, how about um, <laughs> how about uh, the, I also like the Young Turks the Young Turks the Pod F Tomcast I like the yeah. Greg Proop smartest man in the room or world um but, and he's, he's also the smartest man in the room. Yeah, just ask him. And and, uh, <laughs> and the uh, Mental Illness Happy Hour podcast, That's a great is, podcast is a good one. You're uh, on that. Yes, I've got, I'm featured Very on that one. Very self-serving. They talk about... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Talk about... Um, you're not alone. If you if you think you're crazy, you're not alone, and I make sure everybody knows that. No, but it's a really good show for that. Yes. It has a real purpose. Yes. Where he interviews people about... Mostly comedians, about the, but he also has you know uh, some celebrities that aren't comedians that he interviews about depression, anxiety. Well, you were on there. Yes, so there you go. Thanks, guys, for doing the show. Proudly Resents, ProudlyResents.com. We'll have more uh, reviews of the film there. Ghost Fever, tell us what you think. Adam, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview.